Do you want to be part of the first live Ask the Pokedexpert? Sunday, September 6th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going live with DragonCon Goes Virtual. Head over to twitch.tv slash dcdigitalmedia and you can be part of the action. You'll be able to ask questions of our Pokedexpert live in the chat and see what special guests we have on stage with us at DragonCon. We hope to see you there. Now, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Ask the Pokedexpert is brought to you by Zapdos Recruiter. Finding the right Pokemon for your manual labor job is incredibly difficult, but it doesn't need to be. Forgo hours of catching or breeding to get the right work with Zapdos Recruiter. Maybe you're a construction foreman in need of a couple extra pairs of hands. We have a Machamp for hire. Maybe you're a flower shop and need help with the planting. Blossoms are standing by. Whether you need a Lapras for your Coast Guard or a Rapidash to clear your blueberry field, Zapdos Recruiter makes it easy. Just put up your listing and Zapdos Recruiter will pair you with the best candidate for your job. Stop spending time trying to hunt for the Pokemon you need and get back to work with Zapdos Recruiter. Pokedexpert listeners will can put their first listing up for free with po promo code Pokedexpert1. That's zaprecruiter.co.uv slash promo and use the code P-O-K-E-D-E-X-P-E-R-T-1. Now on to the show. Ask the Poka Dexpert. Hello friends, welcome to Ask the Pokedexpert, where we take audience questions and pick the brain of our special guest expert. I'm your host, Anthony Reed, and joining me this week, well, he is a Pokemon researcher, and he is the foremost in the fields of Pokemon biology, anatomy, and social biology, and he has a new book out. It's The Genius of Swellow, available now everywhere. It's Pokedexpert Mike Ellison. Thanks for being here once again, Mike. Oh, hey, Anthony. Not a problem. You know, the thing I liked about this one is I was scheduled to be here. And so it means Yeah, I had you on the calendar. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, you know, it, it turns out uh, the first episode we had you back on, I wanted to pencil you in to have you back here again for uh, uh, this episode. Uh, and it just came around. It was time again. Yeah. You know, I've been really excited about this one. Uh, this one was, you know, again, it was on my calendar. I knew about it ahead of time. I was able to get ready and... I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. What are we talking about today? Oh, well, uh, this week we're talking about a fan favorite Pokemon. It's Gligar. Gligar is a three foot seven, 142.9 pound ground flying Pokemon. Its signature's features include its purple skin, its leathery wings, and its large protruding tongue. The community has a lot of questions about the fly scorpion Pokemon for our Pokedexpert. Are you ready, Mike? I'm so excited this week, Anthony. Gligar is my favorite Pokemon. Oh, perfect. This is going to go great then. I'm so excited. Uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people really love this Pokemon and their love for it, their uh, affection, their joy about this Pokemon really, I think, manifested in interesting ways in the questions. So uh, we will get right into them. Um, let's start with this one. How deadly is the poison they inject? How worried do I have to be about Gligar attacks? And should I bring my Meowth in at night? This is from Nervous in Nuvema. 
Hey, nervous. You know, that's a great question. Uh, first off, let me just say that if you've got a Meowth and it likes to be outside, leave it outside, you know? Uh, I think it's really important that we remember that Pokemon have their own unique desires and uh, requirements for what is going to leave them happy, you know? Uh, Meowth for generations have dealt with Gligars and, you know, all sorts of other uh, nocturnal Pokemon. Uh, so, you know, this would not be a concern for me uh, with a Meowth. Now, that being... This is this is a great tie-in to your new book, uh, The Genius of Swellow, where you talk about uh, how a lot of these Pokemon uh, really have an ingrained intelligence uh, that allows them to overcome a lot of challenges that we as humans might surprisingly find difficult. It also, which ties very nicely into this week's sponsor, Zapdos Recruiter, uh, that allows you to contract Pokemon to work hard for you. You don't have to worry about doing all the hard work of trying to catch a Pokemon. Zapdos Recruiter just sends you the Pokemon right to you. I'm trying mid-roll. I'm seeing how mid-roll works uh, for us on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to refund them that one. I don't love it. I don't think we're going to do that anymore. I do have to say, though, Anthony, you know, I'm impressed with the uh, the level of commitment that you've got to that ad. You know, it sounded it sounded natural and you sounded really excited about it. It's one of the first times that I've really heard you get uh, what sounded like happy uh, in a long time. So that was nice. Well, I didn't like it. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't think. I just don't think it's right for us. You know, I don't think I, I really appreciate our listeners. I, I want to make sure that they uh, have an opportunity to get some of these great deals that these uh, companies are are having me promote. Uh, I'm hoping at some point I can get revenue back from these ads. Uh, but but for now, I'm just hopeful that I can help out our community a little bit by bringing them these uh, great deals. Uh, but I don't think we need to do them in the middle of the show either. I'm sorry, everybody that 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 won't happen again. But um but but let's talk a little more about about your book, uh, the genius of Swellow, and, and what you sort of understood about Pokemon in in, in general. Before we go back to Gliger, sure, uh, I would love to dive into the book just a little bit. You know, uh, a lot of people see Swellow and they think, oh, it's another bird Pokemon. You know, but what they don't realize is that Swellow actually are some of the only bird Pokemon to use complex tools and to build complex machinery that helps them live their lives in an easier, better way. T tell me more about the complex machinery part, because uh, you mentioned this a lot in the book, um, and, and I think you tried to give some pretty uh, uh, concrete examples, but uh, it's hard to, without actually being able to see there or be there, uh, visualize what complex bird machinery looks like. Yeah, you know, it can be uh, it can be tough to put it into words even. You know, it's it's almost more of a sublime... Uh, thing to see and experience you know it it reminds me a lot actually of a rube goldberg type machine uh the 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 imagination of a swallow is is second to none truly in the pokemon world that's that's fascinating uh, that that's something i'd love to be able to observe you know it's so great that you have an opportunity to go out and see these things and bring them back to people in a way that uh, how many people are going to have an opportunity to uh dive into the world of the swallow like that or indeed the world of the glider so uh, uh once again let's talk a little bit about uh, how much 
humans have to worry uh, about Gliger in this case? You know, uh, how how deadly is this poison we're talking about? You know, I'm glad we brought it back to that because I was not finished. Uh, and I do think it's really important to remind people living in a Gliger heavy area, the importance of carrying antidote. You know, mm. you never know. Uh, you know, Gliger are just as afraid of you as you are, as you may be of them, uh, in most cases more so. But, of course, with any uh, predatory creature, you know, if it feels threatened or is uh, spooked, you know, it might react negatively. And, you know, I have seen some Gliger poisons in certain regions of the world be stronger than others, of course, you know, depending on... Uh, depending on different environmental factors, what kind of berries are in the area, for example, will have an effect on the types of poisons that, that a, a Gliger creates, you know, depending on what it's eating. Um, but, you know, overall, the over-the-counter antidote that you can pick up at any Pokemon, uh, at any Pokemart will be able to cover you for that. So I have to be honest, uh, I love looking at pictures of Gliger on the internet. I think it's very cute. Uh, I think uh, videos of little Gliger eating from a bottle is oh, just about the so cutest adorable. thing you can see. Uh, if I were to see a Gliger in real life, I would run very fast. Uh, uh, just instinctually, they they terrify me uh, on a deep, profound level. Uh, what can I do if I suspect I might be the victim of a Gliger attack? Uh, first off, actually, running is one of the worst things that you can do in the event of a Gliger attack. I was I was really afraid you were going to say that. I was I really you know I thought that was going to be your response, and I uh, that was not what I was hoping no, for. It's true, you know. Uh, in the same way as you know, in the same way as they used to tell pioneers in the Great American West with grizzly bears. Uh, you want to make yourself as big a target as possible when you see a Gliger. Uh, the more intimidating you can make your body look, the less likely a Gliger is to attack you. But if you run, Gliger are going to sense that movement as the movement of, you know, a prey animal. Hmm. Interesting. It makes sense. I, I see where that's coming from. That, that's uh, not something I would have guessed, though. Interesting. Uh, let, let's move on here. Uh, is a flying scorpion Pokemon proof that there is no God? And that's from Massachusetts. All right. Uh, I don't know if this is closer or further away uh, to just to just say Massachusetts. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb. Assume this is James from Massachusetts who's written in a few times, uh, James, buddy, uh, maybe if you'd been like, you know, uh, worried in Worcester, uh, or, uh, beleaguered in Boston, you know, I, Massachusetts, just, just signing Massachusetts, this implies that everyone in Massachusetts asked this question. And I, I just don't think that's true. I'm sorry, Anthony. I spaced out for a minute. What was the question? I don't think it's important. Uh, there is a Gliger that has made a den in my backyard, but I, I keep seeing Gliger all over town now. 
Uh, I don't think they're following me per se, but there sure seems to be a lot of them. Do they hunt in packs? And that's from Prey in Pastoria. Oh, Prey, that's such a good question. Hey, Anthony. Yes? What car do you drive? Why? Well, Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm between... As I remember, you yeah. had you had driven a Jaguar at the at the public radio station, is that correct? Uh uh yeah, yeah, the, yes, I did drive the the Jaguar for a little while. You know, that um, that you know, that seems like a pretty rare car, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh once you leased that Jaguar, how uh-huh. did it feel to you like you saw a Jag everywhere? You know, that was one of the great things about the Jags. You never saw anyone else in a Jag, you know? Until- you just felt like one of one standing out from the crowd. Like you were, you, were, you know, now in the Ford Focus I drive, everyone's in a Ford Focus. Everyone. You look around, everyone's in a Ford Focus. Huh. There's not one. There's 15 on the road in front of you. You know what I'm saying? You see a Ford Focus, they're all Ford Focuses. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe the Jaguar is a uh, is is less of a good example, but but it sounds like the Focus is exactly what I'm getting at. You know, um, as kind of a car guy myself, uh, did you know that actually the Ford Focus is not at all a common car in in America? Actually, it turns out that you know uh, the Toyota Corolla, the the Honda Civic, and I mean even even Kias and Hyundai's now are more popular than than most American cars, and especially the Ford Focus. Yeah. Yeah. That make, makes sense since my transmission dropped out. Makes sense. Right. I get that. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I guess what my point is that, you know, it may seem like because uh, Prey has seen one Gliger in their, you know, in their immediate area, they're going to be a lot more uh, cognizant of all the other Gliger that they see. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put stock in the frankly a paranoid idea that Gliger are hunting them right so like they used to see a glycor sure. a beautiful uh amazing Sleek. glycor oh powerful you yeah know. and and now it's just Gliger as far as the eye can see I mean it sounds like they think that for sure yeah yeah dear Pokedexpert do you have any tips on getting Gliger to be less aggressive? It's been a dream of mine since childhood to own a petting zoo, but I don't know how much longer I can keep it open. I've even been putting on I've even been put on a watch list for the sheer amount of antivenom I'm importing. Please help me out here. Sued in Santa Loon. Hmm. Sued, you know, I've heard of this. Uh it turns out some of the active ingredients in those antidotes can be used to make illicit drugs. So that's probably why they ended up on this list, you know. Uh, maybe you could get a um, a contract with antidote makers, you know, and so that everything's kind of above board. And when they ship into your your petting zoo, everyone will be kind of on the up and up, and everything will be okay with the local authorities. I think you're doing a great job, you know. Um, let's make sure. Well, I wonder. Hey, Sude, when you market your uh, interactive sanctuary, 
are you making sure that the well-being of your Gliger are the is the you know the most important thing? Because uh, you know petting zoos are kind of problematic. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I I think it's important for us to look at uh, understanding that these sorts of organizations, while they can bring a lot of knowledge to young folks who don't get an opportunity to see all of these Pokemon, they get to to see them up close, they get to um, <clears throat> learn more about the natural world of Pokemon, uh, that these Pokemon are well taken care of. Now, I assume that Sud and Santaloon is doing a good job taking care of these Pokemon, he's keeping them safe, but if these Gligar are feeling threatened or uh endangered they're definitely going to be more likely to attack certainly you know and if your gliger starts to grow larger than the children that are that are frequenting the the interactive sanctuary you know uh the gliger could look at those children as prey and so it's important uh, to yeah. to remember that you know uh maybe we make it a, an adult's only you know you must be this tall to pet this gliger kind of situation you know uh, especially yeah, I mean, for the at 150 ones. at 142 pounds, right? On average for adult gligers uh, before they evolve, that's uh, that is a lot of weight to throw at a child uh, if they do see them as prey. I mean, they're going to yeah. be able to hunt down a child very effectively. And it sounds like that's the case at this uh, at this interactive sanctuary. Um, so, you know, just do be very careful about that. Uh, do, now, Mike, do you have any tips for maybe uh, humane ways that we can curb some of the aggression of a Gliger? Uh, making sure that they are well fed on berries, you know, is one of the most important things. If they if they are, you know, kind of uh, stuffed to the gill full of full of some orange berries, then I mean, you're probably going to be all right. Uh you know, uh, they like to roll around and curl up in your lap when uh, when satisfied like that. And, you know, during the daytime, especially if you go to the if you go visit a Gliger, you will notice them a lot more reticent and a lot more docile. Uh, of mm, course, you yeah, know, great, as great tips as night falls, they do get a bit more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe no night at the zoo, uh, you know, lock in at the zoo. The Gliger Zoo is, is where you want to be. Because uh, also, I think it's important to bear in mind that if a Gliger has reached the point in its cycle where it is going to uh, evolve and become the much more dangerous Glysaur, uh, that's going to happen at night. Mm. You know, that's a great point. Uh, that's a great point, Anthony. Hey, have you been studying? Well, I... Uh, you know, I've been going to, as I uh, mentioned in the uh, in the past couple of weeks here, I've been uh, trying to get out there to a few more interviews and whatnot. And uh, I have uh, been trying to pitch the show as an idea more. I might be uh, uh, having now had an opportunity to learn a lot about Pokemon through through various means, through uh, our discussions and through discussions with others that maybe I would present myself as the Pokedexpert. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, sorry. <clears throat> I, I so, had something in my throat. <clears throat> someone who knows uh, some things about uh, about Pokemon and, and people could ask me questions uh, <laughs> that I might be able to uh, to help them with, you know, so that I don't have to rely on, uh, you know, booking a guest or, uh, or making sure that, that, that someone's always here. You know, I, I have expertise. I have uh, things I've learned that I can bring to the table and I'm, I might, I might even be working on my first book. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm working on it. We'll see what happens. But I am I'm very very excited about it. And I I, I don't want to say too much until it uh, goes a little bit further. But uh, uh, I think that uh, it, it's going to really surprise some people. I have zero doubt about how surprised I'll be when I read that book. I think everyone's going to be very pleasantly surprised when they get their copy of Interrupted Journey, Saving Endangered Sea Toodles. Yeah. uh, Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And if you want to support my endeavors, of course... Uh, patreon.com slash pokedexpert1 will let you support this uh, pokedexpert in his journey uh, to try and and, and, and and make this a reality so I, like I said I've had some interviews and we'll see where it goes but I, I don't want to get I don't want to put the uh, the ponytail before the, the cart you know no of course not I certainly understand uh, I bet there's got to be an audience out there for Choodle there's got to be. That's what I'm banking on. Uh, so I got another question here for you, Mike. Uh, do Gliger ever accidentally sting themselves? Uh, and if so, are they immune to their poison? No reason in Nimbasa. Anthony. Yeah. Why don't you take this one? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm Here, trying, let me, let me get you started. No, 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 hold on. There's something in my throat. Yeah, go, go ahead. Why don't you set me up? Yeah, yeah. Set me, set me up. Yeah. First off, that's a great question. No reason. Yeah, great question. No reason. Great question. Uh, of course, a gliger is immune to its own poison. You know Obviously. that. You know yeah. that, Anthony. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to start with. Also, I felt like it was important to know uh, that a Gliger is immune to its own poison. Right. It's It can't be affected. If it if it even did sting itself, it just couldn't be affected by it. That would not work. And? Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> their skin is so tough that no stinger could ever penetrate it no gliger stinger sure you know uh, right i'm sure that's what you meant and you just uh you know it's important it's important as a pokedexpert to uh allow the audience into your realm with you using specific language you know yeah yeah of course of course no you're absolutely right and not only that no gliger would put itself in a situation where it could even attempt such a thing well um you know research recent research i um Recent research that maybe, you know, isn't uh, necessarily publicly available yet, but but certainly is in uh, all of the, uh, you know, uh, Pokemon social biology 
journals uh does does show actually that that Gliger can be quite territorial territorial with one another if 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 a Gliger from outside of the uh you know the the familial unit uh happens to approach someone else's territory you know there there can be scuffles uh so i don't i don't i don't think it's uh necessarily wise to say uh, definitively no you know but uh perhaps uh anecdotally you know maybe you haven't seen that is 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 a much uh more open way to answer that question but you're doing you're doing a great job anthony totally agree totally agree outside of that very narrow case it would never occur that a Gliger would be stung by another Gliger. Uh, you know, Mike outlined a great corner case, a bit pedantic, but uh, really, I think, uh, otherwise, he's absolutely right. But I, you know, never. We, you never have to worry about that if you own a Gliger. Um, yeah, I, I think we, you know, I think we really did a good job on that one. I, that went better than most of my interviews. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's all the time we have this week. Uh, I, I think we, we did it. Uh, you know, a tweet, tweet at me, uh, at us at the show and at Pokedexpert. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokedexpert. Uh, you can email us at pokedexpertpod at gmail.com. Mike, uh, aside from your new book, uh, the genius of Swello. What else can where else can people find you? Yeah, you know we actually are giving out replicas of the Swello machines. If you come to the Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/Pokedexpert, and you sign up for that twenty-five dollar a month tier, uh, we will actually send you a copy of one of those machines. That's that's perfect. Uh, that, what what a great marketing tool. Uh, if you come over to patreon.com slash pokedexpert1 I'll be very grateful so we'll see you next time